Doctor Show. <laughs> we just did. Huey <laughs> Lewis Talk Show. Yeah, welcome to the news. <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody, to episode number 35, Random Draw, a board game podcast. Uh, I am your host, Daniel Mann. With me, as always, Dave Hubbard. That's me. Mark Belisle. It's the power of love. Hey, Huey Lewis. <laughs> we just had a huge discussion about Huey Lewis that we cannot air because it got... <laughs> I know when you think about uh, Huey Lewis, you don't think of like dirty things, but somehow we made it there, and you'll never hear it. You'll in your it's lost to the sands of That's time. That's not true. In five years, I'm going to release Random Draws <laughs> Deep Cut Outcut Takes. Huey sense. Lewis. Yeah, it's coming out of the vault. <laughs> <laughs> the fall. We're Disney now. Yeah. Oh, Keep I all... mean, I'd be happy that rich. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, Please, I'd mouse be money. I'd be insufferable, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a board game podcast. In this podcast, we like to talk about the board games we've played, give them a quick review. Then at the end of the show, we do a topic where we take a topic that has something to do with board games and we discuss it. And Mark does all the work and Dave and I listen and talk. And get all the credit. And we take mm-hmm. most of the credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you guys are, uh, your whole job is to ask me the one question I'm not prepared for. Yeah. And to <laughs> look pretty. Hard. Yeah. If there's one thing Dan and I do on a podcast, yeah. it's look pretty. Yeah, I don't need people seeing the real me. <laughs> <laughs> we have these chairs in the podcast studio. <laughs> and they're like these 70s green chairs, but they subtly cup your love handles. <laughs> it's it's like you're sitting in a photo from a 1980s prom. Yeah. And like you're, but you're the front person. I'm the front person, and the chair is like lovingly holding me mm-hmm. around the waist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> reminding you that you need to eat one less donut a day. Yeah. yeah. Hey, replace that donut with, I don't know, a head of lettuce. <laughs> and <laughs> sit-ups. Yeah, and sit-ups. And, and this won't be a problem for you. Yeah. But it is. So. I feel like a woman getting hugged from behind yeah but i don't know if i've mentioned this is a board game podcast (laughs) a lot of sitting goes on so uh this week we're going to talk about a couple of board games and mark is going to take over and he's going to talk about economic games he calls it economic that's right i call it economic and i think that neither of you is right (laughs) i mean i don't have the right answer either i'm just sure that neither of you does as well economic That's what I call so it. Dumb. Yeah, it's it is good. dumb. It's not a good yeah, joke. I'm fine with it. It's no. not a good joke. Yeah. All right. Economics comes with like a little pointy hat you wear. <laughs> like real no. Yeah. Oh man, I hate that I oh. laughed at that. Economics. <laughs> 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 I'm so bummed at that. Oh. Yeah. That caught me off guard. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first game we're going to talk about tonight, we actually haven't played in a while, but we did talk about it on our very first episode when we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. And when we didn't rate things. We did not rate things. I don't know what we... A lot of things happened early in this podcast that I don't regret, but it's unfortunate. <laughs> no, early in this podcast was a lot like when you first leave home and you have to find yourself. Yeah. Like, the first uh-huh. about 15 episodes... They're find yourself and experiment <laughs> episodes. <laughs> yeah, we and now we've moved on. We're into uh, podcast adulthood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're we paying have, our bills. We got a mortgage. Yeah, yeah we're, we're much more stable. There's now. rules. We <laughs> follow them. Yeah, we go to bed at a certain time. <laughs> yeah, listen, I can't just stay up all late and then get up for work. Yeah, I can't just rate a game thirty nine out of twelve <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like it. Yeah, because I feel like it. It turns out it's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those were bad days. Yeah, it's all right. So yeah, reroll corner, right? Did you write? Did you get our ratings from Spirit Island for the first time? Oh, there were no ratings. Did we not we say anything? Didn't, we didn't. We no. didn't even do any ratings. We just, we, pretended we just like gave it our exist. general thoughts, and then we moved on to a video game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it good. Made, it made a lot of sense for a board game podcast. Oh, good. Yeah. We were way into it. Yeah. 
I think it was Divinity we talked about. Yeah, we definitely talked about Divinity. Yeah. How did we get there? Uh, I don't know, but I I'm Divi- replaying think... that with my wife right now. So give me good <laughs> no, fun. don't go back. To but it, I'm not going to go back to it. Yeah, I listened right. to our comments, and it, I think Divinity Two had just come out, mm. and you guys were all wanting to talk. That about makes Divinity sense because that was October of eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That's all how right. we judge our time now <laughs> by <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's talk about Spirit Island. So in Spirit Island, this is a uh, co-op game, cooperative game, mm-hmm. and you play a spirit that inhabits this island, and your spirit could be some sort of fire spirit or ocean spirit or, or rock, spirit, rock spirit. Fae creature. Uh, Fae yeah. creature spirit. There's a lightning and a death spirit yeah, as well. Yeah, and not like a nightmare spirit, yeah. all kinds of spirit. So some, they're Europeans. I yeah. listen, If you they're live in settlers. Europe, I'm sorry. No, it says in the rule book that they're Europeans, <laughs> and I don't know why but so if you live in europe this is not some sort of knock about about you it's just this is the rules i don't know many european people but you all seem fine so <laughs> i i am descended <laughs> from you. endorsement of europe from yeah well from if, it, if it makes you feel any better i feel the same about europe as i do about americans it you're all fine fine it's all perfectly <laughs> fine everybody is a fine person so in spirit island these settlers have come they are destroying the land and blighting it and they're killing off the little local life the people that are already there as the spirits of the island you must come together to kill everybody on this island we got to protect our our island as well as the tribes the natural tribes that are on our island you protect what's yours these tribes probably are helping the land right they're not hurting not only that but they're worshiping us we're the spirits of these tribes true that's important and i think they're like living in tune to me (laughs) to be worshipped that's important to me they're living like in tune with with nature and rather than like immediately blighting it building these cities and i assume uh, immediately starting oil spills. <laughs> that's, that's what I, for some mm-hmm. reason, my head, and it's probably because so the little blight tokens, mm-hmm. for some reason to me, look like a bubbling oil spill. They so. come over in ships and they have like spears and they build tent cities and then they next thing you know they're like coming through with crude oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like whoa. Also, I thought it was muskets that they held. I don't know. Who cares? We kill them with spirits. Yes, I kill. Well, we kill them with like the ocean and yeah. I so, drop rock slides on people. Um, yeah. So. In this, Dave was the rock, I was the ocean, and Mark was the. I was like a little elf creature. It was weird. Like, you yeah, were. Yeah, it was kind of out of. Like, yeah. You were just like game. a lady. I was like a lady. Maybe you're like a witch doctor or something. Maybe I was like a related somehow. I had like thunder powers, but I was also like. like I lady moved Thor? around with the people. I was like kind of. I guess maybe like a demigod. Yeah, you're like Lady Thor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fine. yeah, Lady, Lady Thor. Thor. So but Mark with was Lady real Thor. Tight fit in armor. <laughs> so that, well, that's how you know it protects. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Super tight. It doesn't cover everything, but it no. does protect. On a man, you want your armor big and bulky, pauldrons to the sky. Yeah. Yeah. If you and can... on a lady, you want it ultra tight and revealed. <laughs> that's how you know it protects you the most. Good armor on a man means you can't move your head sideways you due to the pauldron. There's yes. no reason to see what's coming from the side. Yeah. And to be clear, we are pro pauldron. Oh yeah. my it's gosh. A, it's one of the only stances we'll take on this podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. You can't. <laughs> You can't. I know that we don't get political on this podcast. <laughs> but we are pro pauldrons. I will say this: if one of the presidential candidates came out with huge pauldrons on, <laughs> we would suddenly be a politics podcast. I, listen, I, they'd get my vote in a second. Look, I don't care what your stance is on anything, other than yeah. I know that guy can protect me. Look at those pauldrons. <laughs> It's weird that your stance is just to finish burning down the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. that's fine, I guess. But, but man, those pauldrons. Just yeah, he knows what some, he's talking about. Something about it speaks to me. He knows what he's talking about. Look at his pauldrons. 
<laughs> you don't get pauldrons like that being some amateur. <laughs> anyway, Spirit Island. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in Spirit Island, uh, like I said, we work together to try to eliminate all of these these horrible these Europeans. horrible. Uh, people coming and destroying your island. So the game, a lot of it happens simultaneously. So in the very beginning, you kind of evolve in a certain way, and every character is a little different. So you can get a new power card, or you can get more energy to perform more things, mm-hmm. or you can place out more presence onto the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and presence that, dictates like where your powers take place. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. like it, it dictates exactly where you can do whatever cards you're playing, mm-hmm. and then um, you're gonna play your cards, and all the cards cost some amount of energy, mm-hmm. and zero is also that amount. Yeah, mm-hmm. zero, zero to five is what I've seen. On yeah, cards. I think so. You can play slow or fast cards dictated by a bird and or a turtle. Mm-hmm. So I will not explain any further about which is which. <laughs> Have you guys seen a turtle run? They can go quick. What kind of turtle goes quick? The, turtles. Ninja turtles. Ninja turtles, for Ooh, sure. Oh, yeah. That's true. You yeah. got me there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sound argument, Mark. You've defeated me. In your face, Daniel. <laughs> You've defeated me. After all that splinter training. Like I, bow to, I bow to your pauldrons. <laughs> Give me the honorary pauldrons. <laughs> the pauldrons of truth have been granted to Mark. <laughs> if we ever had to have an intervention for one of us, mm-hmm. I think we'd have to have the talking pauldrons. <laughs> you, uh, whenever place, you're done talking, you have to hand the talking pauldrons <laughs> to the next person. I place the talking pauldrons upon your shoulders <laughs> it's just football pads with, with styrofoam oh like yeah. a legion of doom with yes, the spikes on yes. it just duct taped butter knives coming off the top of them. <laughs> oh man yeah. so spirit island <laughs> so after you um play your cards the fast powers are going to happen but then all of the people that are invading your island will now take their actions mm-hmm. and they're going to do three things but you could see ahead of time what they're going to do because apparently they post construction signs or whatever so you <laughs> yeah. know like if they're going to rage <clears throat> yeah. and cause blight and war yeah then they send out a memo yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> to dear the sp- army dear spirits dear spirits the army will be raging <laughs> we will be we'll be raging in the jungles <laughs> approximately one fortnight from today <laughs> Be prepared to feel our wrath. <laughs> yeah, there's these three cards, and e- so each round, one of the enemies do a thing in, in a in a zone. Right. So the zones on this island are like jungle zones, or sand zones, or yeah. fo- forest zones, forest wet uh, uh, mountains, mountains, mountains and wetlands. wetlands. Because you're flipping these cards out, they move down the board from right to left, and each of them, as they move does a different action. So when you first start the game, you're feeling pretty good because <laughs> because not a lot is going on. And then as it moves on, every single round, they're going to be populating out new people and buildings, and then they will be attacking yep. whatever it is uh, mm-hmm. that the card says. So whatever land type, the jungle, the wetlands uh, that the card says. And, and they're not attacking the presence, your pres- spirit presence, but they are attacking the land. Yeah. Right. Which and, can cause blight. And if you can defend the land, which a lot of powers that you're mm-hmm. playing let you do, then awesome. If you can't, then the land will get blighted. Yeah. And as many co-ops, there's like three ways to lose and one way to win. Yeah. Um. So you can lose by running out of blight tokens. You can lose by... Getting uh, to the end of the deck, yeah, mm-hmm. that loses, and then if that a person right. loses all of their presence, which should be tough yeah. to do, but I feel like is doable. So, like, I was the ocean. There was no way for me to lose all my presence because I could place tokens in the ocean, and guys can't go to the ocean. Mm. So, like, I wasn't going anywhere. And we did a, a good job while we were playing to kind of negate a lot of that, mm-hmm. which um, is what you have to do, and what a lot of the powers do. Absolutely. As you go on, you are not only destroying cities and towns and the actual people themselves, 
but you are generating fear. And fear is good. Fear is a good thing. You want to generate, the more fear you can generate, the better. So once you generate a certain amount of fear, and it's dependent on how many players you have, you generate that fear, and then you get to flip a fear card over, and they're always good for you. They cause some sort of pain to the enemies. Which Mm -hmm. is great. We revel in the pain, death, and destruction of our enemies. We (laughs) we hate (laughs) Because we are spirits defending this island. Yeah, whoa, Dave just (laughs) went top shelf right there. Dave's pauldrons grew three (laughs) times that day. Maybe maybe he gets the honorary pauldrons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a little terrified. So as you're going through the fear deck, there's actually three different separators in the deck. So when you start the game, the only way for you to win is to wipe everything off the board. So you have to kill all the settlers, all the um, cities, and all the towns. And then after you generate so much fear, you get to a separator, and now it changes the win conditions. Now you only have to defeat all the cities and towns. And then if you keep going and somehow you're still alive, you get to the third one, all you have to do is defeat all the cities. Mm -hmm. So as the more fear you generate, the easier it comes for you to win, but you have to get through that deck. So that's turns taken away from you Mm -hmm. because the settler's deck is flipping constantly. So that is all I have to say about it. <laughs> I mean, that, that is, is how game. you play the game. Well, and yeah. so what's interesting about this game is the base rules are not that bad, but each spirit plays completely differently. Absolutely. And then on top of that, you're gaining new spirit powers throughout the course of the game, and a ton of these powers completely change how you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. And the deck of powers is interesting because you start with some base powers that are specific Everybody to gets you. Four cards. Yep. <laughs> you get four, four spirit cards. And then as you play the game, you're actually drawing new powers from a group deck. They're not going to be specific to you outside right. of the base four cards you start with. Yeah. So that's one of the options when you're growing. Like in the very beginning, you can get upgrade cards. So you can get a minor card and just add it to your deck. Mm-hmm. Or if you get a major card, you have to replace something in your deck. So you can it could be a minor card or it could be one of your base cards if you want. And the major cards are obviously better than the, the minor abilities. They cost more. A lot of times they're slower. But mm-hmm. they're better. Yeah, they're, they're powerful. Just, they're just nastier. Yeah. I had like some firestorm card that like mm-hmm. it was like, practically attack nuke. Like it caused yeah. blight on the on the land when you used it. <laughs> yeah, it was but just it wiped everything, everything yeah. out. Yeah, it's crazy. So if you are new to co-ops and you're worried about someone being an alpha gamer, this game has a lot of cures for that because all the characters are so different, and then mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is happening all at the same time. And yeah. a lot of the cards you're drawing just make your specific character more complex with how you're combining your actions on your turn. Yeah, I really enjoy this game. I think it's really good. It's a ton of fun. And one of the things I really like about this game is the interaction that it causes because Mm -hmm. a lot of the interaction will be stuff like, oh, okay, so... If we're looking at the map, it looks like these three places are all going to get attacked, you know, on this turn. I can defend one of them. I mm-hmm. can defend this spot. And, like, you'll point to the spot. So the conversation is not specific. Yeah. So you're not saying – and it's not that it's, this is against the rules or anything. This is just how you end up having to play. You're not saying, I will play this card. Does everyone think this is a good idea? Right. You're saying what you can do, and then everyone mm-hmm. else is saying, ooh, I, I think I might be able to save that one. And then, like, maybe that leaves something open, and you can adjust a little. Like, oh, instead I could do this, and I can help out over here if need be. It really does a great job of giving you that really co-op feeling because I can't be like, Dave, no, you have to do this. Like, I know that character. Like, you have to do this. You know, you're like, oh, crap. I have to look at my board of crap and figure out what to do. (laughs) Yeah, and plus having the randomized deck. Mm-hmm. Like, again, that, like, cuts down so much on that whole, this is the optimal move because I know what your abilities are. <laughs> so, like, if you have a randomized hand of cards, like, I don't know at all what you've got in your hand. So, mm-hmm. like, I know what the best move I might consider is. But at the same time, like, 
if you don't have that card, you just don't have that card. Oh, exactly. Right. And, and so this is one of those rare co-ops that both lends itself to a ton of discussion and makes it really hard to have an alpha gamer. Now, right. could it happen? Sure. sure. You sit down and play this game a ton of times. I'm sure you could alpha game your way into anything. But I would say that this is one of the co-ops that does a good job of making that at least difficult to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, the components are really good. Uh, there's a ton of, like, little buildings and stuff. And the good guy islanders are these little wooden tiki the huts. The Dohan yeah. are, like, little wooden uh, tiki huts. They look like mushrooms. When they <laughs> do look like mushrooms. Everything's really good. It took Dave, like, six hours to try to figure out how to fit the map together. Yeah. But Dude, eventually... So, <laughs> I, so this map is, like, I don't know, weird-shaped pieces? Yeah, it's, like, if it's a three-player game, the map is kind of rounded. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, bisected three ways, right? So there's, like... Three pieces that somehow fit together but they're not like straight lines no, they're like they're yeah. puzzle weird. pieces and so i could not for the and well and all dan is saying <laughs> is like it goes in a circle dave and I, he's not showing me anything no, no, like, that's I'm well, not allowed to, fun is that yeah i'm not allowed yeah. to look at a picture or no. anything so i'm just making this up and i could <laughs> not do it and it broke me like to the level that have, have you ever laughed so hard that you get in a cycle where you can't stop laughing, yeah. but then you're in pain, and then you think <laughs> that's funny, so then you laugh harder. It broke me like that. I lost it. The laughing. best part, you had two pieces right, and then you would like spin one, and it clearly doesn't fit like you put it, and then you would spin it and just try to put it back the same exact way you just had it. Oh my god, that can't be right. Like eventually, you know. I was like, here, let me get, just give me it. And yeah. So I, I slid it over, and then I couldn't figure it out, which made me feel much better. Yeah. And then we slide it over to Dan. He has been staring yeah. at the picture, and it it's still, still it still took me a little bit. To <laughs> it does. You have to like somehow picture it in your mind, and then like you know the island or the oceans have to be on the outside, but that still didn't help. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Shockingly. So the so, hardest part of this game is putting putting the maps it together. Yeah. <laughs> the setup it, is definitely the toughest. part. And it's weird because it turns out we're pretty good at the actual game. the actual game. We're all right at, but the I'm putting the map together. No. If that was like. All right, if it takes you more than 20 minutes to put this map together, like you lose like seven cards out yeah, of your hand or something. we like, lose. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to go back and try that game again with, I just want to try all of the I know, the, me the spirits. too. And there's expansions out, but I think I missed buying, the, I, I've seen them at every convention we went to, and mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I don't need to buy those. And then <laughs> now they're like out of print. So I got to wait for the next run on that. I definitely want to get those um, expansions because it's just like more characters oh, yeah. and stuff. and. Okay, I guess you can talk me into playing more characters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you twisted my arm. I don't want to play oh, any more games. More games. No, actually, I love what Mark's been saying recently. So generally, we get together every Saturday and we play games. And <clears> then, <throat> obviously, every other week, we talk about it on the podcast. So Mark has been referring to his Saturdays <laughs> as podcast prep. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to do work for the podcast. <laughs> it's just us playing board games. Just playing board yeah. games. Yeah, no, I'm doing work on the podcast. Oh, and then people are like, oh, you're so productive. How do you like have time to do anything fun? Like, you're always working. You're always doing something. And I'm like, like oh, yeah. Well, I'm doing yeah, work yeah. for my podcast. We've got to be real regimented, guys. Yeah, Putting yeah. in work. Yeah. yeah. They're like, well, what is the podcast about? I was like, board games. I'd rather, I'd board rather board not games. say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's about history. <laughs> I mean, sort yeah. of. It's this, about, yeah, I do some this week it will be about history. No, it is. It is. We're always talking about games we played in the past. <laughs> in the past. Technically, <laughs> a historical podcast. Right. Uh, Mark, will you tell me more about Spirit Island? I've got info about Spirit Island, published in 2017 by Greater Than Games. Mm. I like Greater Than Games. Their do newest... I know? Tell me more about them. Oh, their newest <laughs> release is Medium. Oh, yeah. I heard good things about Medium, Yeah, it was actually. like making its way through.
through all the cons uh, yeah. last year. Before. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I saw that actually. Yeah, it's got the Gen purple Con. and pink pastel yeah. box. Yeah. yeah. It's it looks so pretty looking. looks pretty we dope. We should have bought it. I say that about literally every game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, they also published Fate of the Elder Gods. I own that. Wait, yeah, I was going to say. You do, right? Yeah, we're actually going to review that. For Halloween. Ooh, I was going to say, teaser, we're for ha- our Halloween episode, we're going to do a Cthulhu-themed episode. Yeah, yeah a little cosmic horror. Look so at us. Stay yeah. tuned for that. It's going to get weird. Uh, we talked about Spirit Island uh, the first time on episode one. Very single. <laughs> very first episode. Uh, it was the first game we ever talked about. European That's Elimination weird. 2 Electric Boogaloo. I don't recommend going back and listening. Just no. listen to this one. <laughs> yeah. Just take our word for it. We call them the bad times for... The for dark, a reason. The dark ages. They were yeah. the exploratory times when we were finding ourselves. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of, uh, you know, pooping in closets and stuff. <laughs> well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that reference. What sort of finding yourself time period did you have What did you do college? in college? Anyway, it's designed by R. Eric Royce. <laughs> uh, Spirit Island was designed by R. Eric Royce. That's uh, a cool name. Uh, he designed Fealty, which I That's, don't think I've ever played. No, but it does sound familiar. Anyway, but I might be thinking of I was thinking of Fief. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Fief. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a cool game. Yeah, Mary game. uh Mary the Pope or whatever. Mary the Pope. <laughs> Riva <Arrivederci>. Uh <laughs> the art was done. Ready for this is a there's eleven people on this art team. Oh, okay. So buckle up. Uh Jason Benke, uh Loic Berger. Loic. Loic Balau. Oh, Carrie two Corrine, Loics? two Loics. I know, double Loics. Man, now it sounds like this company's full of nepotism. I know, right? <laughs> two. There's Carrie Corrine. You think they just hire the, a bunch of people with the same first name? <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of Loics. Because <laughs> uh, that's how I assume families work. You all use the same first name. First I assume name. every family is George Foreman's family. <laughs> <laughs> and this one's George, and this one's George. And, also George. And this one's Loic. <laughs> and this one's Loic. <laughs> uh, Carrie Corrine, Lucas Durham, Rocky Hammer, great name. Oh, Rocky, Rocky Hammer. Hammer. Rocky that's Hammer. Cool. Uh, I feel like that's a name that would be in like one of those name brackets. Yeah, Rocky Hammer. Oh, yeah, picture like the show. name of the year. The name of the year. The, oh, I love the name of the year brackets. We didn't do what's, that this year. Uh, no. What's Rocky short for? Roxanne. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you don't know. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we both said very different things. We did say, <laughs> did say wildly different things. Cat G. Bermelin. Uh huh. Sydney Kruger. Sydney Kruger. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's the person in your dreams. Yeah, right? yeah. She'll come and kill you when you're asleep. <laughs> but uh, like with a board game. <laughs> uh, Nolan Nasser, Jorge Ramos, Adam Repetoro, oh. Moro Rogers, Graham Sternberg. Almost done. Keep going. Shane, oh, that's what's on the second page. <laughs> Two more names. <laughs> Shane Tyree and Joshua Wright, the first. So mm. earlier, that we is your art team. We were making fun of Mark because his notes had a second page with just two names on it. That's we like, were like, what is going on? It's yeah. an entire printed page. And I told you. <laughs> two names. I told you it was space for the third game, which didn't exist which this didn't week. Exist. Oh, yeah, that's just right. two games. This so week. That's yeah. hilarious. Okay, so let's uh, let's rate Spirit Island. Let's up. do it. For our scoring system, we do one to ten. We don't use the number seven. We feel like it is a cop-out. You choose good game or average game. <laughs> That's fair. That's a that's accurate. It's are you biased though? Because it is our rating. Yeah, because you just, <laughs> you you just convinced like, us to use it. Yeah, is that why you think it's the best? You yeah, love it because I can be convinced of almost anything. <laughs> I've proven it multiple times. Tetraminos. <laughs> that's true. The name. Dang it, Tetraminos. Just, I'm just like yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mark's smart, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So uh, one to ten, not using the number seven. This is Spirit Island. Mark, how many? European settlers will you give Spirit Island out of 10 not using the number 7 I'm gonna give this game a solid 8 8 o'clock mm. yeah I like this game a lot it was such a cool like cooperative experience 
it's actually it's like surprisingly difficult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we didn't really go over the difficulty too much. But uh, it is. But we've won every game we've played, but really closely. Yeah. It's been close. It, yeah, yeah. It's never yeah. like us just smashing them no. into the ground. It's like yeah. it's always us getting near the end going, oh, guys, we have to really focus on the win <laughs> condition now or, yeah. or and we lose. They do a really good job of like making the complexity of all of the spirits like varied. Like, yeah. So certain certain spirits, of course, are like more complex to handle than others. Dan like had a really complex, complicated <laughs> yeah, one. Quite yeah. some time to figure out. I mm. had one that said it was a novice level complication. Yeah, because there's like three novice ones that you like for your first game. That's what you're supposed to start with, and mm. we just obviously randomly drew. <laughs> yeah, which what ones were you using? The name of our podcast. <laughs> Yeah, give me an 8. 8 o'clock. Dave Hubbard, Spirit Island, European Settlers, 1 to 10, not using 7. I would not Brexit myself from this game. I would give it a 9. Solid (laughs) 9. That that was sweaty. That 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 one was working hard, Dave. Is that too soon or no? No, I don't think so. Well, it hasn't even technically happened yet. Or did it? I I don't know. It it doesn't really affect me. We we Brexited from England a long time ago. Long time ago. (laughs) Still hold it against us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing I like more than like July 4th and you see like all the English people put like happy Traders Day. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Like fair. It's, fu- yeah. it's fair and funny. Like mm-hmm. and the only reason uh we we don't call ourselves traders is cuz we won. Like yeah. that's it. The winners yeah. are the history books. Listen. Mm-hmm. I'm no trader. Or are you? It depends on your point of view. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously. Well, and in was. this game like uh, sure I'm a trader to the settlers who are just trying to start a new life for their families. Yeah. And then these this rock spirit shows up and crushes their brand new house they just built. <laughs> the ocean literally ate them. Yeah. yeah. I was eating so many people. Like, Yo, you drowned? Come to me. Maybe You're my power. I, maybe I've changed my opinion about this game. Maybe we're the now bad guys. Now it's a guys. 10? No, maybe we're the bad guys. <laughs> now that I get to kill all those people, it's a 10. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, no, this, game, this game is really fun. And it, uh, I am biased toward co-ops. We all are. But this game does co-op exceedingly well. Dan, Spirit Island, 1 to 10 European Settlers, not using the number 7. What would you give this? I would give this game an 8 as well. So two eights and a 9. That equals 47. So <laughs> Nope. That's definitely not how math works. <laughs> yeah, it's not a math podcast. So uh, <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> again, I really like yeah. it. It's obviously a, a great co-op. It's a very popular game. A lot of people seem to like this, as it. do we. I want to um, see what is in those expansions. I know. I can't tell you anything. One's called Jagged Earth or something. No, that can't be right. Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> Mick Jagger Earth. I, I could have, uh, Mick Jagger Earth. That's a, oh, Mick that's Jagger a very Earth. different game. Yeah. That's where every spirit has a massive mouth. Every, <laughs> just every spirit, the only dance they do is like a chicken. Mm-hmm. Is it called Jagged Earth? Yeah, Jagged Earth. Oh, look at me and go. And Branch and Claw. Oh, Branch and Claw? Branch and Claw. I like that. Is there one where we are the settlers what? <laughs> trying to survive against the evil spirits? It just shows you like, oh, you've had a child. Like, uh-oh, here yeah. comes the rock spirit. <laughs> like, oh, no. that one's in Develop Dave. It's called Scurvy and Muskets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, that's terrible. Is it? <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. Is it? It's, is it? It's uh, so that's Spirit Island from Greater Than Games. That's a cool name, Greater Than. And I always get their symbol mixed up, though. What's their symbol? Or crow's head? It's got the, cro- <laughs> it's got the crocodile yeah, show mouth. Me with, show me with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's this. <laughs> For those of you not in the room right now, I made you mean uh, greater every, than and greater than and yeah, less than like symbols. Everybody with my hands. but us too. Yeah. yeah, you're like the greater than less than symbol. I'm good at this. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. that's fine. 
the next fine <laughs> i'm perfect i'm a seven yep. the next game that we played this weekend was called architects of the west kingdom not of the western kingdom are we not sure about we- that I'm, I'm fairly sure hold on <laughs> I, I love anytime we're fairly sure about something <laughs> well i never want to like are you sure no i'm fairly sure i'm never fairly fully sure. sure about anything <laughs> architects of the west kingdom all right i'll take your word for it i actually hit the x for architect it just said architect and then I thought of an idea for a game where you just build buildings out of words. <laughs> Ooh, I We'd be it. terrible at that yeah, game. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> if there's something I know, it's that we're not good at words. What is games. that, Letter Jam? I can't play that. I'm too uh-huh. dumb for it. Architects of the Western okay, Kingdom. Okay, fine. Now oh, you got what me doing? What is oh it? my god! <laughs> <laughs> it is Architects of the West okay. Kingdom. Architects of the West Kingdom. We played that this weekend. This is a shockingly small box for a lot of game. I think I'll go with that. Yes, I agree. I also love how I didn't expect to have like twenty workers in this yeah. worker placement. So this is mm-hmm. a a worker placement. I mean, it is absolutely. It is a worker placement, placement, but I'm saying like tableau builder a little Uh, bit. Like you're building buildings that can help you. Yeah, and well, for victory points. For victory points, but some of them give you like extra wood if you Mm -hmm. go through. I don't. We're just gonna with worker placement. There's like a whole series of these games. This is the only one I've played. Uh, So there's like Raiders of the North Sea, like all kinds. Yeah, there's like a whole list. You'll tell me, right? I'll tell you one of them. No, I just told you one of them. (laughs) So in Architects of the West Kingdom, we are all playing architects, and we are trying to impress the king and queen with our architect abilities. Yeah. That's not a good description. I want them to come to my buildings and Mm -hmm. say, you, Dave, have done an excellent job. Yes. You receive pauldrons of building. (laughs) (laughs) Here are pauldrons and my daughter. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You you get to marry the prince? Uh, Oh, princess. Sorry. uh, I said daughter. Whatever you're into. You know, that's uh, fair. Uh, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so in Architects of the West Kingdom, you have a, a central board with a ton of worker placement spots, as you would think. And then everybody gets 20 workers. And that sounds crazy. And it feels it at the beginning of the game, too, because yeah. you're sitting there with more workers than you've ever had in any worker placement it's, you've played. Absolutely. Wonderful. This is actually one of my favorite worker placements concepts, concepts that I've ever played with worker placement. Agreed. So... With this, so just like any other work worker placement game, you go in an order and everyone places a worker and you get whatever goods. So the difference of this, so like let's say you go to the woods, you need lumber. Yeah. So I'm building that fresh new like outhouse. I was <laughs> yep. building a dungeon, but go on. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever you're into. <laughs> I need wood to make that outhouse happen. <laughs> you go outhouse, then dungeon, Dave. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Nope. So, <laughs> you build dungeon. a dungeon around the outhouse, Dave. Oh, no, man. Dungeon never an outhouse. <laughs> Horrible dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> so you place your worker, and if you have one worker there, you get one piece of wood. If you have two workers there, like if you place your second worker there, now you get two wood. And the mm-hmm. more you place there, the more of that good you get. Yeah, and you do this, to be clear, one worker per turn. One worker per turn, but as you place them there, the more that go there, the more good you get in return because mm-hmm. you have more workers yep. there doing more work. So the other players can then go to the city square and tell the constables, <laughs> like, hey, I think those guys are up to no good out there. Probably talking bad about the king. Mm-hmm. We should arrest them. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm pretty sure they built an illegal still in those yep. woods. Yep. They're rum runners. <laughs> you lock them up. Yep. So you. That's what you, happens when you're out there poaching wood. Yep. Yep. So the you, king's forest. Mm-hmm. So you go there and you arrest a single group of workers. So it could be your workers. It could be somebody else's worker. But it's a whole. Let's say five, Dave has five workers in the mm-hmm. woods. Which is actually a lot. Because usually someone will start arresting you around four it's workers. It's too much. In our experience. I can't, I can't <laughs> let somebody have that much. Much wood. Yeah. So you arrest them, then you place them on your game board. 
on your subsequent turns, you can go to the prison and you essentially are selling these people into prison. And you get one silver for every worker you sell into prison. Mm -hmm. So then on Dave's turn, he can place a worker in this prison and he just releases all his workers for free. He goes and talks to the guards like, listen, big misunderstanding. Yeah, they were just uh, just having a drink on the job, which is perfectly legal (laughs) which i said they could (laughs) i have a permit for the wood (laughs) and then he gets his workers back so there's no way to get your workers back other than this other than arresting workers you can arrest your own workers as well and if you do Mm -hmm. they just go straight back to you to you you don't have have to to put them in jail yeah yeah, yeah. but just collect them from the job yeah but that's how you get your workers back so there's a little bit of worker management because if you get down to zero workers and it is your turn then your only thing you can do on your turn is return one worker from the board back to your base. Which and is that such is a terrible it. turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you definitely want to try to avoid that with all you can. Yeah. So the point of this game is to get victory points. And there's so many ways to do it. But the biggest way to do it is to build these buildings because mm-hmm. you're an architect. Yeah. And you're trying to press the king. Try. Yeah. Listen, king. Like, I'm a good at building. Listen. And then he comes down and he's like, this dungeon smells terrible and i'm like yeah they're suffering it's you're welcome it's it's a dungeon king this isn't the hilton your royal outhouse my liege so another cool thing that i like about this is a lot of times when you're paying money to do anything you pay half back to the bank or whatever and then half goes in tax you pay tax Mm -hmm. and it goes to the tax shed and then you can go there and rob said tax well, shed. <laughs> obviously, if they're just stacking up the doubloons, I'm going to go yeah, take them at some point. Yeah, you need it. You need that stuff back. So once you do that, of course, that's not good. The king doesn't like that. So you end up going down on your reputation track. So the farther you go down on the reputation track, the more victory points you lose at the end of the game. And it is way easier to go down on the reputation track <laughs> mm-hmm. than to go up on the Boy, reputation track. is it. In order to go up, you have to either like produce goods yeah. and then donate them to the king. Yeah, you're giving goods back, and then the king's like, you know what? You're yeah. all right. You're one more all right in my book. Yeah, you can move up <laughs> one spot. You keep that stone coming. We'll we'll see what we can do for you. So the farther you go down into the um, reputation track, also the less you pay in taxes. Because listen, if I'm willing to rob and murder, I am willing to not pay taxes. Yeah, for sure. To finish this game, the way the game ends is if a certain amount of workers that you lose permanently. So anytime you build a building or do work on the cathedral, you lose a worker permanently and it Mm -hmm. goes up in this spot. And once enough spots of this are filled, that ends the game. So once you're down far enough on the reputation track, you can no longer build on the cathedral. What do you care? I didn't care the whole game. As yeah. it turns out, yes. I, was, yes. I was real low on that. that uh, right, and it's way easier to get low. But if well, you get... And, and they did a good job mitigating, too, because at the end of the game, you lose a bunch of victory points Tons the victory lower points. you are, and you can't bottom out. So, like, if you bottom out on the victory or on the uh, reputation track and you just go, ah, who cares? Like, now I'll just do all the things that yeah. doesn't matter. I can't lose reputation. No, no, no. Yeah. Every time you would go down in reputation if you're on the bottom and you can't, then you get a debt card. Yep, which yeah. is also minus victory, minus victory points, points at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So like you can't game the system. You can't just say, I'm going to go all the way down and who cares? Because it can be easier to get a lot of stuff done if you're just willing to lose reputation. But the more reputation you lose, the worse it could end up being for yeah. you. Because in the end, you saw all three of us especially were like, oh crap, we're pretty low. Like, <laughs> yeah, Let's was... try to struggle back up in yeah. reputation. I got all this stone I was going to use for marble, but it turns out I'm going to donate it yeah. instead. Yeah. <laughs> 
king looks like he needs a new throne. Let me hook him up. A lot of the buildings have end-of-game scoring things, Mm -hmm. but some of them also have end-of-game reputation things. So, like, I had a building, the dungeon, where (laughs) I was going to lose to reputation at the end of the game, and at the time, I was at the bottom. And I was like, oh, no. So I spent my last two turns doing nothing but raising my reputation, which ended up basically not costing me enough points that I couldn't have made that difference up by earning points in another way. So there's also a black market. In the black market, there's only three spaces for the black market, and it's individual spaces. And once all three of those spaces are filled, the black market resets, but also like all these raids happen. So if you have guys in prison, the person with the majority of people in prison like goes down on the reputation track yep. because you got a bad you made a bad name for yourself because all your workers are in jail. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> look good for your company. <laughs> yeah. So it's a lot of I like this a lot because there's a ton of player interaction in this. Which is rare in worker placement right. games. It's crazy how how much there is. Yeah, because you're arresting other people's players. Uh, and you can hold them on your card and they can go to the prison and pay to get them off your card, mm-hmm. but you can just hold them there like Mm -hmm. if you have a bunch of coins like there may not be a reason that you need to sell them and back to the prison Mm -hmm. it's just a lot of that and then purposely resetting the black market to make people pay is like another way like player interaction happens (laughs) and it's fun and it's fun you're just like wow look how many guys mark has in prison (laughs) i didn't enjoy it (laughs) as much as i love getting back to back like in debts <laughs> yeah like just because of my uh all my workers in prison don't go get your workers out of prison dan yeah. and i did uh, yeah just get them out Mark. i would have not... i just didn't quite have the time <laughs> look they <laughs> were happened very quickly <laughs> they were faithful to my company and mm-hmm. i will not let them languish away <laughs> i am a good boss yeah i'm a good slave uh boss <laughs> uh so so there's i mean like, i'm not gonna pay taxes yeah i no, have my limit for suckers <laughs> yeah and that's what a lot of this game is and a lot of the game is exactly what you think it is like collect stone collect brick to pay the cost of the building mm-hmm. there's also where you could go you're you have to hire these assistants that and they do a ton of different things but some buildings have requirements on them that require a mason or uh, a wood carver or something like that just to build the building so you have to go hire these other people it's standard worker placement fare as in i'm going to place a worker here and i'm going to get stuff out of it yeah basically it, i'm going to do place one work i'm going to do one action my turn is over absolutely which also turns fly by so fast it's so nice that there's not a lot of downtime in this game yeah. yeah it was not that long of a game no it really wasn't it's you have probably played this in under an hour if you know all the rules just going through it you could cruise through it really fast mm-hmm. yeah I mean, it's fun. It's I like worker placement games, and this one was a really good one, especially with the things they added into it. Just yeah. having 20 workers to start with is just like, holy crap. Well, and also, I was like, 20 workers? This is amazing. I'm yeah. never going to have to care about workers. And then suddenly, yeah, then look suddenly, around the board, and you I have, care. <laughs> I have three workers in front of me, and I'm like, uh-oh, I need to get some of my workers <laughs> back. It's such a clever thing to do to just get those workers back. And and since I this is the first kind of this game, there's like five or six. Yeah, of I've these got a, I've got an abbreviated list here. Uh, it just makes me want to play these other games oh, for because sure. this mm-hmm. was so good. Yeah, go ahead. Let me get the uh, me Paladins get the of the West Kingdom. I like the sound of that. Shipwrights of the North Love Sea. It. Uh, Raiders like of the North one. Sea, Vikings, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Explorers yeah. of the North Sea, and uh, of course, this one is the Architects of the West Kingdom. Yeah, there's a lot of North almost... Sea business going on. Yeah, yeah it was what like... is in the North Sea? Vikings, Manster's, <laughs> ship shipwrights. Yeah. I'm in. I'll play it. We're Ice play caps. It? Oh man, seals. They Go all on. melted, and I'm referring to the seals. The seals all melted. <laughs> the singer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> kiss by rose. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> melted by a rose. I uh, who could forget that that incomparable early '90s hit, melted, melted by, a rose. by a rose, <laughs> by Seals. Yeah, it was, uh, like, it was it was on the Batman soundtrack. <laughs> the Batman. I really, really, really like the art in this game. Like everything's like a little exaggerated. Like all the caricatures of mm-hmm. the of mm-hmm. the people you can hire. Yeah, like evil people look really evil. Absolutely. Yeah, and the buildings all look fun. They all have different art. It's really good. Every all the components are really good. And of course, everything's uh, wooden tokens, brick, wood, whatever. And they're all shaped different and colored different, so they're really easy to tell them apart from each other. The only thing I wish for, which is so nitpicky, metal coins. But it's just kind uh, yeah, of yeah, 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 metal yeah. coins. But it. also, like, I'm fine with the price point of this game not charging me for metal a- coins. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. you could get this game for under $50. Mm-hmm. I paid MSRP because I was at a board game shop and I'm willing to pay that for some games. Mm-hmm. But I think you <laughs> for could. Some for games. some. I mean, if the game is in the board game shop and it's $120, I could get it online for $70. Like, sorry, board game shop. I'm not a millionaire. I have to make my money somewhere but if it's a difference of like 10 bucks or under i would rather give the money to the board game shop i think i saw this online for like 35 i paid 50 for it so i was like no big no big deal i could swing that also then i'll Mm -hmm. have it right now yeah that's the biggest thing like like, why i'm already holding it what is is the cost of instant gratification yeah Yeah. it's 15 15 dollars i'll tell you what it is 15 dollars uh mark tell me more about architects of the west kingdom architects of the west kingdom published in 2018 by garfield games Cool logo. Uh, I'm on record as being pro bird. <laughs> yeah, you are. I like bird. Also pro bird facts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We talked about the other games that they had published in this series. Designed by Shim Phillips, who did Shim. Raiders of the North Sea and Noctiluca. That's that weird, um, like, it looks like an underwater, but in the dark game. Mm, Nosferatu, yeah. Yeah, A Nosferatu. dart game? Under dark? No. Oh, oh. Dark. dark underwater You game. throw darts at Nosferatu. That's why I was confused. Yeah. But underwater. Underwater dart game. <laughs> Because there's a lot of drag. It's <laughs> a boring game. <laughs> oh, it's impossible to hit fish down here with these things. It's, it's terrible. Uh, S.J. McDonald did the art. Oh, I'm sorry. No, he was also a designer. Hmm. Wow. Uh, S.J. McDonald uh, did Circadian First Light. Which Circadian is, uh, First Light? Circadian? I've never heard of it, but I would mm-hmm. play it. Circadian? Sarkeesian. Like the rhythm? <laughs> yeah. The rhythm of the night. <laughs> I mean, the rhythm of the day and the night. He did the rhythm of the night. <laughs> yeah. In the rhythm of the night. That is not that song. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez Louise. Art was done by Mihalo Dimitrievetsky. I love it. Uh, A.K.A. The Miko. That what was is... on his bio. Oh, I was like, what's that? Yeah. He, the Miko. Please call me The Miko. What's The Miko mean? I don't know. Where's he from? Like Serbia or Russia? I think he might have been Serbian or Bulgarian, one of the two. I'm concerned that you don't know what The Miko means. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the... I also don't know what The Miko means. Yeah, but you didn't do research on it. That's You're... true. I agree. <laughs> Listen, I just, I, just got his, I just got his cool nickname. All right, fine, Mark. Fine. Uh, he did uh, the art for Raiders of the North Sea and the Villages of Valeria. Malaria? Malaria. <laughs> It's one of those podcasts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Architects of the West Kingdom, we are going to rate it one out of 10, not using the number seven. Dave, Architects of the West Kingdom, how many outhouse Ooh, Do dun- Gloria Stefans. <laughs> how many Gloria Stefans <laughs> will you give? One out of ten, not using the number seven this, architects. Of West this game. game is absolutely an eight glorious Stefans. I really enjoyed this <laughs> game a lot. 
Uh, and I want to rate it 20 only because it has, you know, 20 one, workers. One per worker. Yeah. So I want to rate it like 16 out of 20 because the math is the same as an eight. Yeah, but, but we I don't under- do that anymore. But I understand. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. Uh, Dan, Architects of the West Kingdom, uh, how many Gloria Estefans, one out of ten, not using seven, would you give it? I'm going to give it a nine. I actually really, really like this game, and I wasn't sure I was going to until we started playing. I wasn't. Sh- I'm used to that standard, like, all right, it's turn four, everybody gets their workers back or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But this worked out so awesome, and I don't think every game would be able to do this. It doesn't work for every game, but for this game, it works so well. Um, so I'm going to give it Architects of the West Kingdom, nine Gloria Stefans out of ten. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Mark, Gloria, oh, good Lord. Uh, Architects of the West Kingdom, how many Gloria Stefans out of ten would you give this, not using seven Gloria Estefans? I'm going to give this game eight Gloria Estefans. You think this is the most she's ever heard her name yeah, used? So stupid. Uh, somebody tag Gloria Estefan on Instagram or something. Uh, yeah, this game is uh, a lot of fun. I did indeed feel the rhythm of the night. And, um, <laughs> but it's night spelled K N I. Yeah, it was the rhythm of the, I think you've had the show title right there. Right. <laughs> rhythm, rhythm of the, of the night. night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, sir, have been bestowed upon <laughs> with the pauldrons of groove. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, give me eight. Eight. <laughs> this game's uh, fun. That is this game's good and fun. Yeah, I like that. Architects yeah. of the West Kingdom. I have to buy more of these because they are super fun. So that's going to move us into our topic for this evening. Uh, if you are unsure what the topic is, it is this, a topic that we talk about. And uh, Mark will do a lot of the talking. But keep in mind, Dave and I are equally a part of this. Yeah. Keep in mind that we get the credit. We get the credit no matter how much Mark research has yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. You guys get all the credit. Yeah. And then if anything's wrong, Mark takes the blame. Because we will, didn't do the research. I didn't do the research, but I will poke holes in the research. <laughs> I'm, I'm about it. This, is, this has made me a better researcher. <laughs> sure. Has it though? No, sure. it hasn't. <laughs> not not uh, one day. So tonight's topic is economic games. Economic games. Either Gentlemen, way. sit down. It's time. Class is in session. I'm so it's tired of sitting in the slightly <laughs> grasped chair. <laughs> Please sit down in the love handle the, chair. The hip pauldrons. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, I don't like that at all. Uh, all right, Mark, economic games. Gentlemen, it's time to sit down for class. Econ 101 is in session. <laughs> Okay. You guys ready? I'm Dave, so you have ready. a business degree. I do, actually. You are This is a the, thing that I own and have never used. You are the money daddy. <laughs> That's the most expensive piece of paper that I've never used. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've actually gone on quite a few little runs here lately about economic games. Have uh, we? We have, because if you remember right, we did Brass Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is a... Tacoon, yeah. Tacoon. Raccoon, Tacoon. Tacoon, Tacoon. Tacoon, Tacoon. Tacoon, Tacoon. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. I can't talk about roots. This this topic was originally scheduled for the Brass Birmingham episode. Yeah. And then you presented us with a secret mystery envelope. I know. Like we weren't going to choose the mystery envelope. He knew what he was doing. I know what I was doing to you guys. Baited us right into that. We should have done the old switcheroo and not done it. I know. I I I bet he didn't even have this prepared. (laughs) And he just knew that we were going to go for it. It was fully prepared. I did two two talkics worth of research that that episode. (laughs) Talkics worth. Real slow at work. Yeah, it was. uh, (laughs) No, a lot of that was. Very late nights. Anyway, we had talked about the Donald Trump board game. We are segueing into economic games in general. Gentlemen, what is an economic game? Game uh, about economics. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Dan. Thank you. Very so good. good at this. Thank you. Um, I would say an economic game is probably a game with a lot of like 
there would be buying and selling of some sort of resources, mm-hmm. and the value of said resources may or may not shift throughout the game. Yeah, and it should like affect the market. Yeah, and it should affect other players as well. Absolutely. Like that should be part of the strategy of the game is changing the value of resources. Do you have an exact uh, definition? You're not relying on us for this, are you? Yeah, because uh, yeah, we're no, making it up. Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, I wish you guys had gone a little slower so I could write most of that down. But <laughs> <laughs> No, so I have basically four key concepts of economic okay. games. And Money. You, you guys had landed on quite a few of those, oh, actually. Look so at us good, go. Good for you guys. You're like little board game scholars. I was just <laughs> naming economic concepts mostly. Yeah. Synergy. Uh, <laughs> nope. That's a business that's strategy. How to, that's how to properly run in a mega business. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I ran into this other word that I didn't look up the meaning to, but it was synergy. Sy- what? Yeah. S- Is that y- when you bifurcate synergy? <laughs> yeah. You cut that's synergy in the middle. It was S-Y-Z-E-R-G-Y. Synergy. Synergy. Are yeah. you sure there wasn't an N? Are you sure it wasn't just synergy? It was on thesaurus. I was looking up different words for night. Oh, so. I was waiting for you to be like, it For was- rhythms of the night? <laughs> rhythms of the night. Yeah, rhythms of the synergy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the cadence of the, the twilight. <laughs> so the first one is players are encouraged to develop and manage a system of production. Or uh, try to. Try to. I love it. Uh, you do trade goods for currency and or other goods. Yeah. Space sheep for space carrots. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm in. <laughs> uh, some games will also allow for the consumption of goods during the course of the game, mm-hmm. which is like in Brass Birmingham where you consume. Like oil and yeah, coal. Yeah. Or not coal and uh, coal iron. Coal and uh, iron to make things. Earn, yeah. Or you're earn. like building buildings or building railroads. or for like goods. Whatever. But you yeah. got to consume them goods. Exactly. Economic games are interchangeably called resource management games, but for the purpose of this of this conversation, we'll be refocusing on the game. Did you write that? I did. Okay. <laughs> a, I was like, "What? You found an oddly specific <laughs> yeah. printout." We are basically like focusing on games that simulate marketplaces. Yeah, I'm not interested in resource consuming like a sidereal confluence. Ugh. Don't even Which get started. ten? Twenty at ten hundred. I don't remember what I gave City Rail Confluence, but if I wasn't a ten, it was, I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> I think Dan uh, gave it a ten. I bet I did. I love that. Kind of. If we're gonna talk a little bit about the Landlords game again, okay? Yeah, this was from last episode, correct? You're the sure. keep. You're the keeper of the ways. I think it was last episode we were talking about Charles Darrow and uh, how he brazenly stole the Landlords game. From he sure yes. did. That was definitely last episode. While earlier examples of economic board games existed, this is probably like the most notable one. Yeah. It was, of course, patented in 1903 by Lizzie McGee. She wanted to like basically spread progressive economic theory by Henry right. George. But then he turned it into go-go capitalism. Yeah. yeah he did. I like the idea of go-go capitalism. Go-go capitalism. Yeah. Is it, is it sort of like Power Rangers? Go go capitalism. I think of it. <laughs> Mighty morbid capitalism. I think of it as like a Japanese commercial, like go go super capitalism. <laughs> right. Take all of the money and give it to one person. Let's not spread it out at yeah. all. <laughs> Happy fun time, money loss. <laughs> I've got all this poisoned water. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump ahead a little bit to 1932, where a gentleman by the name of Dan Lehman patented a game called Finance. Oh, man, what a doozy. Right? What a fun-sounding game, and not at all like a college course. (laughs) Sign me up. I know. How do you boys ever tried the game of... I don't have anything. Would you guys like to play Balance My Checkbook? (laughs) Oh, boy, would I? (laughs) It's it's the first rolling, right? Uh, oh boy. As a student in the late 20s, uh, Lehman played the Landlord's Game, 
After leaving school and returning home to Indianapolis, Lehman decided to make his own copy of the game, call it finance, and sell it to a local company. So hmm. there's a lot of this like stuff that kind of went on with the Landlord's game. You can't just take whatever you want. According I mean, to Dan now, Lehman. And, now you uh, can do it less. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should say that this, you is, internet. this is actually kind of an interesting, deeper dive into uh, the Landlord's game and Monopoly. Because... A gentleman by the name of Pete Daggett Jr. <laughs> Daggett Jr. Daggett Jr. <laughs> oh, Pete Daggett Jr. <laughs> that is an exclamation, not a name. <laughs> he, uh, he he was, was a friend of Layman. The mountains of Virginia. <laughs> yep. Uh, he he played... was constantly messing up. <laughs> You'll never get through this. I'm never getting through this. You've introduced this. a name to us, and now we can't get past it. <laughs> the problem is, is that it's a fun name, like Daggett Jr. Daggett Jr.? Daggett Jr.? <laughs> It's going to be my next D&D character's name. <laughs> Daggett Jr. Daggett Jr. I might have to adopt a child now. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, plays the game of finance with a local school teacher named oh, Ruth Hoskins. <laughs> Getting funner and funner and funner by the minute here. Right? <laughs> Real lively folk in the 30s. Uh, Hoskins moved to Atlantic City, and she taught her new friends the game, substituting the properties and names uh, with the streets from Atlantic City. Okay. Now, this is all going to come full circle because she introduces uh, the game to Charles and Olivia Todd. Oh, no. Who then introduce it to Charles Darrow. Dang it, Junior. Dang it, Junior. (laughs) Dang it, Junior. (laughs) Stop that, Charles Darrow. So we all know. you stop selling Monopoly, Dang it, Junior. (laughs) (laughs) You also stop claiming that you invented it. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) Oh. We can see you. You gotta be integral. <laughs> <laughs> but you can clearly visible. We gotta be integral. This is fun. You're never gonna get through this. No, I'm never gonna. Get this. <laughs> it's fine because this is all stuff we basically learned last episode. So if you're super interested in a deep dive into the history of Monopoly, take a listen to episode 34 where we talk about bad guy of board game history. Yeah. It is really Charles interesting. Darrow. too. It is interesting. I'm more interested in Daggett Jr. at this point. <laughs> yeah, you've moved Just on. Just the name. Yeah, yeah, I need that. So most economics games functioned at the time very similarly to the Landlord's game and uh, the clones that took up all of the space in the market. All of these saw like lots of litigious action from Parker Brothers. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> no. Parker <laughs> yeah. Brothers trying to stifle competition. No. <laughs> I, I know, so. right? They seemed so on the level. Yeah, they My, se- they seem so into a better board game ecosystem for everyone. <laughs> My favorite thing about the whole deal is that like to this day there are still like monopoly clones that are like happening now. Because ever Why? since Parker Brothers lost that oh, yeah. trademark oh. fight, there's like sue us, go ahead, see, yeah. see what happens. Go for it. You've already lost once, suckers, and then they like <laughs> they flex, and then they send one cease and desist letter. And that's like, when we stop. I wish this show was on video because you flexed outward like a bird <laughs> spreading its wings. It was more like <laughs> yeah. a, some sort of a lizard trying to make itself look bigger to a predator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I do. I mean, when you're five seven, you got to make it work. You you flex out instead of in. Yeah, because no no one's fooled. No one's fooled if you go up. The they get fooled That's how you scare out. a bear, Dave. You get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, though? I thought you played dead. I don't know. Because that's what you were about to be. <laughs> so you might as well play the game. Right, you start practicing it. Get a head start. <laughs> you practice being dead before it actually kills you. What you do if you see a bear is you climb a tree. And that way you watch your death coming from below and not in front of you. Oh, yeah. Because then they just climb that tree and eat you. You mm-hmm. look at square in the eyes and then you flex What's outward. What's the biggest size bear that you could fight and beat? A teddy bear. Like a teddy bear? Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Now, all right, let's say you got to fight a bear. I have to you fight have an to actual a bear. bear. Yeah. A koala bear. <laughs> those, things, those things are nasty. I'm you're, sure I don't you care. Can, you're going to get the, chlamydia. They're yeah. the smallest bear I can think of. <laughs> 
I bet you could take on like a forty pound bear. Think, what bear is forty pounds though? Like a, a bear child cub? bear? A bear cub? Like a bear cub? No, yeah. because then the mother's somewhere. That's true, but you don't got to worry about the mother. I'm gonna get the bear. The bear cub stink on me, and that mother's gonna track me <laughs> like homeward cub. bound, but with yeah. bears in my death. Though. I could take on any bear that is currently hibernating, and I have a bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's... laughs> what are my stipulations? The answer is koala bear. Koala. <laughs> Have you seen that video of the koala bear chasing the woman on a four-wheeler? <laughs> no. It's very funny. She's like screaming at it, and it's just like looking all deranged. Wait, what kind of bear do you think you could defeat? Oh. In fisticuffs. Like a panda bear. No, no. Like a small panda bear. Panda you bears? mean like a baby panda bear? Yeah. I'm talking about a full- Because I've seen- i seen full-grown bears. Like, well, you mean like big boy bears? Like yeah, American like a, bears? Like a, not like a Kodiak or anything. No, no, no. I could defeat a polar bear if we're in a desert. <laughs> like if they were polar in bears- In your face. And he's had several- months to starve yeah, yeah. and i just landed there if they are 2020 polar bears and yeah and they're literally just skeletons oh and it's sad it is sad way to bring it down Mark. Yeah. well but, now that we've ruined the podcast but to off. be clear i could kill a koala bear <laughs> and you would get chlamydia that's all right i'd be alive no so fast forward 20 years <laughs> Thanks for that. 1955 saw the release of a game called Careers. Which, <laughs> what? I don't know. All these games are just like... Don't sound fun. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, Careers. Careers. Dude, count me in. Although, like, we've played some games that I guess if you thought about just the title, they wouldn't necessarily be fun. Give me one. What's the game uh, where you have to build your business and you're, like, hiring all of the... Oh, Food Chain Magnet? Food Chain Magnet. Yeah. Food Chain Magnet. Like, running a bunch not of food magnet. chains does not <laughs> sound great to me. Root would be, like, a terrible name because you would just think... You're playing like potatoes or something. <laughs> You're root. playing the Irish potato famine. Yeah. Root vegetable. Yeah, root, you know, tubers. <laughs> One time when I was inebriated, I came up with the idea <laughs> of renting potatoes and calling it tuber. Oh, <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I hate it. I, I don't. Oh, I like that you're renting them. Yeah, it was a, it was a potato sharing program but, called Tuber. But like, what do you give back? Money. Like, yeah, don't you don't eat know. the potato? No, you, you rent keep it. the potato around. You grow other potatoes with it. Yeah, you cut off the eyes. <laughs> you hand it back. Mm-hmm. You give it back. Yeah, Tuber. Mother potato. Trademark, trademark, trademark. <laughs> I'll sue you. Anyway, this Nobody game. Nobody wants to do this idea. I'll Parker Brothers sue you. <laughs> Count it. Careers was designed by sociologist James Cook Brown. Careers was also one of the first games where players chose their own victory condition. Oh. <laughs> I choose that it's position I'm in right now. I won this game. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I choose janitor. <laughs> so this functioned a lot like Arabian Nights okay. or Tales of the Arabian Nights. I love yeah. that game. Okay. Where you would now select. I'm I know, right? Where you would select th- three different categories, money, fame, and happiness. And then you would play to a predetermined number achieved in each category. Oh, man. So you could be like rich and famous and not very happy or happy and not rich, like that kind of I stuff. I choose only happiness because just like real life. Yeah. Because I don't have the other two in real life, but I'm actually a pretty happy person. I right? choose one of the other two and then all happiness. <laughs> yeah. Like rich and happy, I think, is the preferred. I don't well, need to be famous. I don't, yeah, need to be, I don't want to be famous. No. That's why I think podcasting is great because then our bajillions of fans don't stop me on the streets of Delaware. Yeah. yeah the when I'm a clean horde of our fan base. <laughs> when I'm in Gen Con, when I'm just at Walmart trying to buy my Kool Aid, I don't need somebody <laughs> stopping me. <laughs> Yeah, we're trying to get that. We're trying to get that sponsorship for Powerade. So <laughs> but anyway, not Ed Hardy's caffeinated no, candy. No, not Ed Hardy's caffeinated. Candy. Listen to the end of the episode for a story about that. I have to get get a taste of that. It sounds. Great. It probably killed somebody, and you can't get it anymore. I'd probably. Yeah, it's probably too bro, too aggro. <laughs> 
Uh, as long as those three things total up to 60, you won the game. Oh, it's got a total something. Yeah. Then, after that, uh, the Game of Life was re-released in 1960. Oh, get a minivan. Get them kids. Get them kids. Get that job. Send them to college. Significantly revamped from its previous iteration uh, in its original incarnation in 1860. I was going to say, that was an old one, right? Yeah. It, it was looked like, like a checkerboard. It was like, Didn't we yeah, talk it was about like, that? We did. We yeah. talked about that on the Just for the Kids episode. I thought I was just coming up with all that. Yeah, it had a suicide turns square. Out, turns out I learned it. Yeah, you could lose by landing on suicide. Yeah. Yep. Lose, win, whatever. Anyway, so there's less suicide in the 1960 version. All it, did, all it <laughs> oh, took was 100 years to get rid of the suicide square. Oh, by less, do you mean none? <laughs> yeah. There's well, 100% less suicide in the game of life That now. is less. Yeah, it is less. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that added like the career tracks, the ability to go to college or get a blue-collar job, that kind of stuff. Right. Then, in 1964, uh, noted fancy dancer and board game super whiz kid, <laughs> Sid Saxon, <laughs> released uh, a, a game called Acquire with the help of 3 Oh, my gosh. I've heard of Acquire, though. Acquire is, like, kind of the paradigm shift for economic board games. Yeah. It makes them better, like, fun. Oh, yeah. Apparently, like, he added like a, a whole bunch interview. of stuff. It focused on mergers and acquisitions of hotel chains and the exchange of currency between players. Okay. Yeah. I do like any game where we can trade or barter with each other. Sidereal Confluence. Yep. You know what? I do like the game. Though. It's a <laughs> Ten. good game. Ten. Ten. I don't know what you were thinking. Dimes. Dropping the, dimes the, over here. The remake comes out in like October. Can't wait. I know. I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. Despite owning the original, I'm going to get the remake. <laughs> I need more of it. Yeah, Barrel Boys and Greens. Oh, and so I'll trade you big blue square for a small white square. <laughs> so mm-hmm. arbitrary. It's so arbitrary. It doesn't matter, Dave. <laughs> oh. I love that game. Man, it was so good. I need what I need. Uh, Acquire was so influential, it was shortlisted for the first ever Spiel des Jahres 15 years later in 1979. Acquire? Mm-hmm. So it came out, and then 15 years later, they're like, hey, this game's game of the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, it, but it was the first Spiel des Jahres, so it's not like it could have won in the year it came out. Yeah, it was, it was definitely shortlisted. Saxon and 3M would team up again in 1971 for Executive Decision, a game that was much heavier and involved buying raw materials to make products and then selling them to an open market. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well, I well. want to say that doesn't sound super fun, but like yeah, if does... you describe Brass Birmingham, like that game doesn't necessarily sound it fun. It sort of sounds like every worker placement game I've ever played. Yeah. You, you know what economic game I don't care for okay. is the entire Power Grid series. Oh, oh, I, interesting. I, I've never played the Power Grid. I've played two of them, and that is enough. You don't like sending power? That was very early in my board gaming career, so maybe I would like it now. Maybe, maybe you couldn't maybe, wrap yeah. your uh, yeah. baby baby board game brain uh, around it. For sure. I yeah. still have trouble wrapping my baby board you, game brain around it. Do you remember when we tried to learn Descent? <laughs> for the first <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. No, I love Descent. I hear that one, and uh, a lot of people like the 1800 series, like mm, all of them, 18XX. Yeah. 18XX, yeah, I've never played any of them. Uh, with the introduction of these elements to the board game world, economic games began to leave behind the world of roll and move, roll and moves. Got away from the Monopoly, Game of Life, started having cool, like, acquire, actual, actual gameplay yeah. thing. The more games I play, the more I really, really dislike roll and moves. That, that makes sense. Can't even remember the last time I played a roll and move. Well, and it also depends, I guess, on the category. Because, like, okay, you could almost say Zaya, I guess, is a roll and move. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, you do Imperial roll and move. Imperial Assault. Yeah, uh, Imperial Assault, you do roll oh, and no, move. Oh, no, you don't roll and move. You roll you, dice, but you have a set movement. Yeah. I lied to everybody, right? <laughs> 
in a lot of modern games, if you are rolling dice to move, it is not like Clue, where it's like roll this 1d6, move that much, and that is all. Would like it's like a Clue? lot of mitigation. It's a lot of like, well, what mm-hmm. size engine do you have? And then on top of that, what thrusters do you have? And also you have your impulse. And like there's so much else there with a lot of modern games is not as bad. But yeah, I think back on the old Life or Monopoly or any of those, mm-hmm. it's like roll these dice, move that many space. It's zero player choice. Sorry. That's what I don't. Sorry and or trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I get that's that what I like. Stuff. When you don't have player choice. the one that you'd pop the... Sorry tr- and or trouble. Yeah, uh, It was like a little plastic tr- bubble. Trouble is the bubble and sorry is cards. Yeah. Sorry was a... Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. That's Vince the commercial. Stein. Is that how it goes? Vince Stein in that one? That sounds like a Vince Stein. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. It is now. <laughs> kind of what you'll see is a lot of economic games are being used to like teach economic theory to people like on the sly. Yeah. So that a lot me. with like the landlord secret game. teach me. Yeah, they want to. What did we learn today? Like the Wheel of Morality, Dave Spinnett. Yeah, Wheel of Morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. And today's moral is <laughs> capitalism doesn't work, but neither does communism. At the end of the day, we're all people, and we're going to mess up any system we try. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fix anything. It's <laughs> uh, hyper-specific. <laughs> well, that's I mean, a... we're talking about economic games. That's so. the name of the game. <laughs> that's the name of Dave's game he's creating. Yeah, it's not fun. It's wordy, <laughs> Yeah, and it's everybody wordy. loses. Yeah, and it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> It is a roll and move, though. So <laughs> it is a roll and move. I wanted to ensure that it wasn't fun. <laughs> so basically, you saw that in the Landlord's game. Uh, we talked a lot about anti-monopoly um, in the last episode yeah. uh, where Ansbox like, oh, you know, we should just where destroy you try- monopolists. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to get back at the monopoly owners. Mm-hmm. The, I didn't know this, but I found it while I was doing research for this game. The original game of anti-monopoly, better name in my opinion, Bust the Trust. Oh, I like anti-monopoly's I garbage name. Yeah, but Bust I the do trust. like Bust the Trust. But it does get the point across. Yeah. But also, Bust the Trust maybe wouldn't have been a sue-worthy. Maybe. Like, anti-monopoly? anti-monopoly? Come on. You have Monopoly in That's the name. That's true. <laughs> it's right there kind of asking for it, I guess. <laughs> like, Bust the Trust, now you've got a lot more leeway. Yeah. Another big educational economic game uh, was released in 1978 by Avalon Hill, designed by a professor by the name of Bertrand Ullman, and it was called Class Struggle. Uh, the game pits workers against capitalists, sorting players uh, at the start of the game by a throw of the dice. Too close to real life. Don't care for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm already, believe me, I'm already there. Blind, dumb luck. In 1972, uh, a German publisher released a game called Provopoli Wim Gehort die Stadt, which translates into <laughs> To Whom the City Belongs. And it has different objectives for each game. So basically, uh, oh. Okay, yeah. so every game's different. Every game's different. And then finally, uh, so the last like big, huge economic game that I was pushing a uh, message was released in 2008 called Bailout the Game. Uh, it was a self-published game to explain the TARP program to homeschooled kids. Oh, man. Yeah. I was homeschooled. Do you Did understand you... the TARP program? I don't know what it is. <laughs> What's the TARP program? We'll get you bailout. <laughs> <laughs> I need to play this game. Stay tuned uh, in a couple weeks from now when we talk about bailout, bailout. the game. <laughs> Where Dave learns about the TARP program. Basically, that's kind of it. Like, you see a lot of economic games kind of pushing, like, economic messages. Yeah, they're trying to undercover teach me. Yeah. I don't like that. How dare they choose to sneak in morality? I think what we've decided <laughs> is that it's uh, intercation. No, don't no. try to push mm-hmm. that because it's not a real word. Don't care for it. Yeah, Mark made up a word today. <laughs> yeah, and uh, neither of us care for it. Well, listen, it works. It's like if you're doing edutainment, that's where you put education first. But I want to put ed- entertainment first, so it's intercation. No, it's you know a- what's not entertaining? <laughs> <Yeah>. That <laughs> this word. Conversation. This conversation. <laughs> this Good conversation point. or that word. <laughs> so I was able to find a couple more notable economic games. Uh, of course, the 1800, the 18XX series. Yeah. 
Uh, those started coming out in 1974 with 1829. Heavy. Those games are heavy. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy. I've never actually played one of those. Me neither. We should get one and then <laughs> try to drag our way through it. Yeah. <laughs> and then rate it lowly because we're too dumb. Because we're too dumb. <laughs> this this score reflects my feeling of this game and my IQ. <laughs> no no <laughs> dice. Game bad. No, I need to know how to move and roll. <laughs> Just like my IQ, this rating is single digits. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's Alhambra in 2003. Okay. Now we're talking games I know. Power Grid in 2004. Oh, I brought that up. Yep. Agricola in 2007. All right. Ground Floor in 2012. I don't know that one. Me either. Uh, Food Chain Magnate Ayo. in 2015. Uh, Sidereal Confluence. Hey! Yeah, big favorite, 2017. 10. And then another huge favorite, 10, Raccoon Tycoon, 2008. Oh, uh, Raccoon Tycoon. Yeah, Raccoon Tycoon is a good game. It's no Sidereal Confluence. <laughs> No, I'm not screaming at people for Barrel Boys. So. Well, which is why I hate it. But oh. you know why I think Raccoon Tycoon might be slightly better? Or no, it's not. It's it's not. It's not, but go ahead and say whatever you're yeah, about to say. Just defend know, your trash just, opinion, David. Just know that it's not. <laughs> because we can play it with less than eight people, so no. we can actually play it regularly. That doesn't make it better. It That's... makes it more accessible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes it better. Doesn't make it better. Uh, when next time we play Raccoon Tycoon, I'm going to start screaming about Barrel Boys. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would love it so much more. And then the last little tidbit of information here, I found a, uh, boy, is a Monopoly clone that okay. was released in 1982. It's Monopoly. Uh, by a Korean company, and it was called the Blue Marble Game. Is it just coconuts, but with blue coconuts No, instead? it's a reenactment of the Blue Man Group. <laughs> A lot of pounding on PVC pipe. Yeah, PVC Let's pipe and a lot of paint. The first three rows get wet. I'm in. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that, that board absolutely looks it like, uh, like coconut. It's like, crazy. I like the watermelon helmet. Well, well and Mark will put protection. up a picture of this. Uh, we'll have a link in the description of the podcast so you can check out the pictures. In the feet notes. In the uh, feet notes. It's uh, watermelon pauldrons. Oh, man. Dope. Now we're talking. Let's make those Sign this summer. Sign me up. Honey, what's the best melon to make pauldrons out of? I don't Watermelon. know, but that's how you get flies. <laughs> I don't care. I'm the lord of flies. <laughs> this is not a good thing. I can't be defeated by flies because I have pauldrons on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, end of talking. Yeah, there we did is. a show. Yay, hey, good done. job, Mark. Thanks. Excellent yeah. work on the economic topic. Yeah, excellent work, me and Dan. Yeah. On yeah. Also, this... Mark was here reading what we typed up. Mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark, uh, how do you feel about it? Just stealing all your glory. I mean, like, it's fine. I'm it, such a beta boy anyway. Does it keep you humble so you're not going to spin off your own podcast and leave us? Like, we just have to beat you down enough where the smartness doesn't leave the podcast. <laughs> do you think Do you think that what's happening right now with Dave and I stealing your idea is a future episode of Bad Guys of Board Game? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And he's going to uh, spring it on us, too. Like, yeah. back in 1986, Dave Hubbard was born. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I can't wait. It was all. Oh, downhill so from there. Yeah. That'd be so, so stinking good. So that is the yeah. end of our episode. If you uh, have any comments or questions or really just want to have a chat, email us at randomdrawpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram feed. That's where we put up pictures of all the games we play. Random Draw, a board game podcast, underscores in between each of those. Check out our Facebook page that Mark does. I yeah. don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I do I do Facebook. I yeah, I'm a Facebooker. Yeah, so go to Facebook.com, go to the oh magnifying God. glass. Every time. Click on <laughs> it. Like the chair. Tell me about economic theory. And oh in like the scariest German way possible. I'm German. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm not involved in this Facebook. Yeah. Um, also Twitter though, right? Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I'm there. Less pedestrian. 
hit me up at random drop pod. What's less pedestrian? I do less walking. <laughs> <laughs> and now for something completely different. So Kira's in soccer this year. She was supposed to be in soccer in the spring, but it got canceled. What? Well, now why was that? <laughs> I know. So yeah, what? <laughs> so weird. Has in something the happened this year that, so, was, that was different or new? So once they canceled it, I, I can't remember how much soccer costs. Like eighty bucks, nothing crazy. Yeah. So they're like, we have we, to get all the soccer pads, right? We shin guards, <laughs> shin, shin guards, feet. Does pads? she need a cup? No, I have a cup. The same size. She's an eight-year-old girl, Mark. So, uh, so yeah, same size. Same size. <laughs> so, in the spring, they send us an email saying, "Hey, uh, your eighty dollars can roll over till the fall, or whenever we play the next season, or we can give you uh, your money back, but it will only be fifty-five dollars because we have to charge you this fee." Like, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> like sure. tough choice. I'm not hurting for money, so like just roll it over. So, mm-hmm. today is Wednesday. I get an email on Tuesday saying, "Hey." Kira got placed on a team for soccer. And I'm like, oh, okay, is soccer happening? <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, like, an hour later, like, here's your schedule. So our first game's uh, Saturday at, like, 10 o'clock. And there's still no rules. Like, does she have to wear a mask when she plays? Like, Yeah, it's all very cagey right now. Yeah, I'm, and we're going to go. I said yeah. I said that she didn't have to if she didn't want to, but she's been, like, she doesn't have any friends to play with at her house. Y- yeah, that so makes she's, sense to me. Yeah. She's, like, trying to get f- out there. I feel play. you, Kira. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, for quite a while, I didn't play with my friends either. Yeah, like, and it was a and real... I didn't much care for it. It was a real bummer. I got so sick of looking at just my dogs and my wife. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I need, love my wife, but I understand why the divorce rate ran up. <laughs> yeah, I need seriously. I need more people to look at. Mm-hmm. She's on the crew. The crew? I think so. Is she on the Washington soccer team? <laughs> oh, what a topical uh, know, reference, so good. Dave. Good for you. I I only remember that because I read that news article a couple days ago, and I thought oh, she is on the that crew. is the dumbest name for a soccer or for a football team I've ever heard. Well, it's a good. It is a dumb name, but it is a great job to get more money. Yeah, because this year they're going to sell a ton of Washington football team stuff, and then they will change their name next year, and then they will sell a ton of whatever they become, the Red Tails or whatever, the Sentinels. Oh, I wish Ugh. that name's almost as dumb as random drop what, the sentinel <laughs> the sentinels no i don't mind the sentinels but then why don't they just change it to sentinels now because um, they don't make branding. enough money dave yeah dan snyder will uh one day turn into ash after he's peeled every last dollar from that fan base she's she is on the crew the crew yeah their first games versus the impact oh yeah man <laughs> who chose the names for the soccer these teams? are really soccer names though like one of the teams is called the union okay they're like soccer names i like the idea you know here's the deal i like soccer names they're fun okay there's no rhyme or reason to any of it yeah i like like what's the dc united dc united it doesn't make any sense but i like it yeah you've got i mean even if philadelphia union right philly union yeah Yeah. i mean even if you go over the pond if you will (laughs) (laughs) and i will and i will you have got like you know arsenal oh yeah you've got manchester u well a lot of those are like chelsea they're like after cities right yeah but then there's like real crazy but then you have like real crazy stuff like you have like the tottenham hotspur yeah is just na- that is named just like an american team yeah i don't know what that is it's a chicken maybe in seattle sounders oh yeah <laughs> it's like that's not a, that's not a great name no they've got the in, sports podcast the new york red bull i know we talk yes. a lot about sports. yeah new york red bull that's a real I think, stupid I think, name uh, yeah i think that's a real one dave are you a fan of the new york red bull i don't care for red bull because it keeps me up late makes you jittery yeah. it gives you wings no it gives me branding heart palpitations. <laughs> <laughs> I so I realized the other day that I haven't drank caffeine in like three months. Oh, and you it, should have it now to well, give you the go juice. Oh boy, let me tell you, <laughs> you're not far off. 
So I was hosting trivia like two weeks ago, and at halftime, I was do a shot with like all of the bar staff and all yeah. that. They'll, they'll pick me up. So let me <laughs> tell you that they made uh, like Red Bull and vodka or whatever it was. Yeah. Woo! It was like midnight that night, and I'm just laying in bed like, well, I guess I'm going to go play a video game. Uh-huh. <laughs> you had rapid eye movement with your eyes open? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, and my wife works overnights, and so Candy was at work that night, and so I'm just like texting her at like one in the morning. She's like, "What are you doing awake?" You're like, "I'm unsupervised." I, <laughs> well, I had two ounces of Red Bull six hours ago, so I'm gonna be wired for days. When I when I covered for your trivia game, they they made me a full house or some nonsense like that, but it was like all fruit drinks and then like a splash of disgusting alcohol. Dang. But it was like peach something. Peach schnapps? No, no. It was like peach whiskey or something. If it were peach schnapps. You would have had to perform for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Taverns of Tiefenthal reference. Throwback. Like hey, oh, deep cut. Look at us. It's, it's like after the show, though. <laughs> it is a, but it is a board game podcast. But it is a board game yeah. podcast yeah. slash MLS podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, we do it all the most hyper i've ever been is one time i had a doctor <laughs> put me on a form of amphetamines okay yeah. wait you had him do it oh yeah well she You're offered like, and no i was deal, like right? sure why not let's do it maybe <laughs> i won't be so fat anymore and then she put a line out <laughs> <laughs> then she handed you a one dollar bill yeah. and she said sorry cost cutting yeah <laughs> oh, you're not gonna get a right. 20 yeah, no you, don't, you don't have insurance <laughs> So if I, you had Edna, <laughs> yeah, sorry, you you're, Aflac. you're out of you're out of market. Sorry. Yeah. Oh well, you know, I'll, I guess I'll just do this. I mean, that is actually about how insurance in America yeah, works. Pretty it's much, completely arbitrary. Yeah. So after I left the alleyway, I was in. <laughs> I uh, with the quote unquote doctor with a quote unquote doctor with my quote unquote amphetamines. <laughs> I took one the next day, and I've never felt more euphoric for no reason. More alive. Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> I was so hyper and I was just like, I was in a great mood. And then like, it was immediate, like two hours after like the high, I yeah. hit the low where mm. I was irritable and nasty. <laughs> that Then you followed up with another one. And that's, then, how you, <laughs> that's how you do it. And that's called addiction, boys yeah. and girls. Because yeah. I want the high. I remember my first, uh, my first like pre-workout that I oh. ever took. Oh. I was just like, I feel alive. <laughs> it was like lifting my car above my yep. head. Yeah, I I have a I have a gym buddy and he gave me that C4 stuff one time. Yeah. And he was like, "Listen, he's like you're only going to want one scoop." And you want like, one scoop until your your body doesn't react to it anymore, then you need a couple more. Yeah. Oh man, do you guys remember back when we used to do Nerds are Amazing and yes. we got <laughs> We got sent some. Oh my gosh, I do remember yeah, this. So, so they were like Eddie, this, Ed Hardy caffeine yeah, chocolates. Ed Hardy caffeine chocolates. <laughs> so to preface this, I don't think I was on the show at that point. No, it was, I think was it was you, me, and Bert. Yeah. So to preface this, uh, we used to do this show called Nerds Are Amazing back in the day. And good, if you can find episodes, actually, you can't let, because let it's me not know. hosted anywhere. Uh, if you've downloaded them and you have them somewhere, oh, yeah, let that, me know because I'd know. love to get them. Oh, uh, that'd be funny. We did like 180 something. A lot of shows. But one of the episodes, for some reason, Ed Hardy sponsored us. I don't know how we got it. But I'm it, not sure. Yeah, but they made like caffeinated so, gamer chocolates. Yeah, and it was for the release <laughs> of so weird. It was for the release of one of the Call of Duty. Yeah, I couldn't absolutely. even tell you which one. And so during the podcast, we ate this caffeinated chocolate and we talked about what it tasted like and stuff like that. Yeah. It was not a good episode. No. But <laughs> it started out fine. So <laughs> like really empty. Yeah. And then Dan at one point refused to eat anymore. And so Bert and I you were like know your limits. Well, and Bert and I were like, oh, we got we gotta review all of these chocolates, I guess. How many did you get? 
We, it was Way like too much. it was like a, a variety of different stuff. So it was like mm-hmm. chocolates and then like, like pixie sticks. Yeah, like pixie sticks, like other kinds of Good caffeine Lord. candy. But it all came in this like big box. Yeah. And so we're just like, oh, this will be a good bit. We'll try it on the show. And it was a good bit at first. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, and then was... about ten minutes into the bit, it started being a very quick talking bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it... then by the end of the bit, I did not feel good. I wonder if we <laughs> I... I do remember it's so funny. We the weirdest stuff on that well, show yeah that's so, pretty amazing on top of that i will never forget bert and i at minimum stayed up all yeah. night playing some game that had come out recently and i i couldn't even you, remember what it is now no i you got to know your limits but no it was like three in the know morning limits, and right? i was still heart palpitating like <laughs> on xbox live playing this game with bert oh, yeah it was weird it yeah. was like this weird at that time bert was in charge of like the emails and stuff so he yeah. was getting stuff from people i don't know how he got this but it was crazy yeah. hey so if you're a rep for Ed Hardy and you're offended by <laughs> anything I've said, know that I will gladly accept money for sponsorships. Yeah. I will no longer accept caffeine candy for I don't, sponsorships. Yeah. I will accept a lot of things. Caffeinated candy is no longer it. Not on the table anymore. Uh, Man, and it's not like it was why? bad. It didn't taste no, bad. It, it all tasted fine, yeah. but my heart didn't care for it. <laughs> it's just weird. Super caffeinated chocolate. You never had caffeinated chocolate? No, man. I'll never have it again. <laughs> if I have a choice. <laughs> Agreed. Unless nah. someone sneaks that into my regular chocolate intake. <laughs> my caffeine is like always a little more conventional. Jackie likes getting those like chocolate covered espresso beans. No, I don't like that. I, I don't like the taste, taste of yeah. espresso like that. Yeah. I don't like chewing up a coffee bean. <laughs> mm, she likes it a lot. She'll crunch on those things all day long and I'm like, I don't understand how you're not dead. Are you I, sure she's not dead? I don't think she's when dead. When was the last time you checked though? Yeah. Did you feel her pulse in the middle of the night? Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you hold a mirror in front of her nose to see if it fogs up? <laughs> Do you hold a mirror in front of her nose to see if she has a reflection? <laughs> Even oh, better. I haven't done any of this. It's yeah. just, it's you just might be literally married to a vampire. Like, this is just a honor system. I, I'm not saying I checked. <laughs> You're I just checked believing. Can we quickly talk about, so Candy was watching some She's anime. never said she's dead. She's, has she ever said she's not dead? She's never said she's not dead. Mm. Okay. Candy was watching some anime where a vampire had to like ask to go across the threshold into someone's house. Yeah. And for some reason, all I could think about was how vampires are just being polite. I they... also ask before I enter a stranger's house. You never ask before. Not oh, a vampire. stranger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A stranger, sure. I've Why already I'll... been invited into your house, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. That's true. I, I invited David into my house when I wasn't there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You invited me into your house when it didn't have furniture. And you invited yeah. me to carry your furniture. Yeah. And then I invited him for one milkshake. That's <laughs> totally worth it. God. It was so, not worth it. Oh, I, it was worth it for me. I've never worked so hard for so little and i've never had a milkshake that tasted so delicious i know it's it was a, hot it's a too. metaphor dave it's we a moved metaphor. in in like june oh it was like and it was 100 so degrees. hot <laughs> and like the ac in the house wasn't on no yeah. and i was like dave carry this king size bed up those stairs <laughs> you strapping lad look at look at you <laughs> carry it up there and i was like i am far too fat for this i remember mm. us laying down in the living room just like oh, laying on the floor panting like, and ah. just like oh, deep seated sweat into your carpet all I, all I could think was why why do i have so much stuff <laughs> yeah, like i should does this spark joy? Yeah. <laughs> I think that every single time I've ever moved, I'm yeah. like, do I really need all this crap? Like, yeah, but then I'm in the house with all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, I need even more. <laughs> Let me just keep pouring hold, it in. Hold the phone. I need more stuff. So growing up military, we moved every two to three years, and my parents always had a rule that every time we moved, if you hadn't used that thing in the last four seasons, then you didn't get to move it. Did you just say you used everything? No, I just got rid of stuff. And ever since then, like I've always been a, I don't own a ton of stuff. You should person. own more stuff. 
Yeah. I like so much stuff. Although I've now lived where I live for longer than I've lived in any other abode in my life. That's why you should get more stuff. Actually, every couple of months, I go through and get rid of a ton of stuff because I think I have too much stuff. Every couple of months, I go through and get more stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I add it to my stuff. I don't Mm -hmm. even need stuff when I'm adding it to the stuff. (laughs) I need more stuff. It's very impressive. Remember that TV that was in your house for Mm -hmm. a while? Well, it's like just sitting upstairs in our spare bedroom. We don't use it. And when there's a yard sale on Saturday, Amber's like, we could put that out there. I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe we should keep it. <laughs> no <laughs> reason of, for it. I, I like think, it. Yeah, yeah, there's no I reason I think you might it. be a hoarder, Dan. Like board games, sure. But yeah, but like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah but other stuff, not, not The second so we start finding dead animals in the house. Inside yeah. the board games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan, there's a pigeon. <laughs> there's a pigeon. In, in wingspan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very oh, nice. Oh, but now it just it. makes sense. Yeah, thematic. Yeah. <laughs> it's hip to be square. It's hip to be square, Dan. I hear you. Yeah. I get it. What's your favorite Huey Lewis song? That's tough. I do love Huey Lewis. You know what? Huey Lewis loves love because like every one of his songs is about mm-hmm. being in love or drugs with about love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need a new drug. Need That's a, new a drug. good one. That's a good one. The harder rock and roll. Hard rock and roll is always good. It yeah. might be Hip to Be Square though because I do like yeah. it. I'd have to is look at your, Let me look at this. Yeah, singles. Pull, yeah. Forget this show. We're talking about Huey Lewis. Yeah, welcome, <laughs> to, welcome to Huey Lewis and the News Talk. Uh, welcome to the news. All Huey Lewis and the News Talk. <laughs> Huey Lewis. This show's the news. <laughs> Huey Lewis. Oh, I'm, man. It's Stone Cold Hit after Stone Cold I Hit. I do. They're the best band of Stuck the with 80s. you? Come on. Hold I on. Want I'm a, new drug. Oh, that is a good one. The Power of Love. I'm going to do Spotify Huey Lewis, and it gives you like the most popular the top five okay working, would you like to guess dave uh, you, are you familiar with yeah dave with the news i guarantee if you started playing the songs i could sing along with most sure. of them but i'm terrible at like oh here's songs, another so one that's does. good all yeah. right mark on spotify top five most popular huey lewis and the news songs okay would you like to uh i'll take a swing okay at guessing give what's me on there give me the number one uh power of love bam nailed bam, it nailed right. it i mean it's number, on that back num- to the future podcast yeah, or, yeah. Uh, it's great yeah Go number ahead, two is hip to be square yeah the Heart of Rock and Roll has got to be... Heart of Rock and Roll is not in the top five. Wow. Okay. I'm pretty much tapped out on Huey Lewis <laughs> the new songs that I know. <laughs> Stuck With You? Stuck With You is number three. Okay. Great song. I Want a New Drug? Is that nope. in there? Nope. That, that one's kind of a deeper cut. I, I Dig a Pony? Did I say the Heart of Rock and Roll? I don't know what that is. That's a Beatles no. song. Heart of Rock and Roll. <laughs> you keep saying it. I keep, and saying I keep it. telling you it's not in the top five. <laughs> um, question, Dan. Is yeah. it Heart of Rock and Roll? <laughs> is, it, is it Heart of Rock and Roll? I don't roll? think this has been guessed yet. <laughs> uh, I really feel like it might be Heart of Rock and Roll. <laughs> I hate to I hate to say yeah, go out to, on a wall, out on a fence. I hate Wait, to disagree with Google. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, Spotify. You don't know. I know. I know that it's Heart of Rock you and Roll. Know. What, are, okay. what are the four? Number five? four, Back in Time. Oh, and number five, Do You Believe in Love? Those are different songs than I would have thought would have been four and five. I don't know to tell you. They can't tour anymore because he had like throat problems, Huey Lewis. And now he said he like wanted to kill himself because he can't tour anymore. Oh, I, I like, mean, well, if that is what you love in your life, sad. Like, yeah, that like, makes sense. That's because we were we were looking up to see if this was like last year. We were looking up Huey Lewis in the news. So the funniest thing we do <laughs> is anytime we talk about Huey Lewis in the news, we tell Kira that it's her favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> How does she feel about that? She said, "I hate them." So we've accidentally made her hate Huey Lewis in the news, but it's still funny. We say it all the time. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over.